What is up, football fans, and welcome on into an October 15th installment of the Football Friday show right here on MileHighSports.com. I'm your host, Emilio Kiro. Thank you guys for joining us. We've got week six action locked and loaded, ready to go, and we're going to go ahead and start to break down all of the lines, a couple of big games on the slate that we'll break down, and of course, talk about that Denver Broncos game against the Las Vegas Raiders. But before we get started, as always, this Football Friday show is presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Look, we got two hats in the shop today. we got the water bottle. Uh, guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to bet with here in Colorado, you got to do yourself a favor and sign up with Superbook Sports. They're, they've been known for decades on decades from what they do back in Las Vegas, but now with sports betting becoming legal across the country, you're going to see the Superbook brand begin to expand into markets like Colorado, New Jersey, and other places across the country as well. So do yourself that favor. Sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports. Great, fair lines, American odds. Uh, Jay Cornegay, their head odds maker, as you can see, Featured on the Joe Sackick magazine cover here in the background as well. Uh, local guy, CSU Ram product. It's just, it, it is a local person sports book. If you're betting here in Colorado, do yourself a favor, sign up with Superbook Sports, and away we go. But what an interesting start to week six. Uh, last night, I really feel sorry for anybody that was playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus six, or minus seven, excuse me. Um, I know Danny Bailey, our producer here, he told me he walked in the studio today, it was a Bad night, I think he said, to play the minus seven. I know there's a lot of people out there uh, that probably sort of came to that one. And what an interesting game to kick us off here as uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win last night 28-22. to But the two-point conversion right there at the end, saving the day for a lot of Philadelphia Eagles backers. So we'll have to see how the rest of the week shakes out, but certainly kind of a tone setter there as the Buccaneers get to 5-1. and one. The Eagles now getting to 2-4 and four on the season as well. But... Um, a lot of action-packed stuff. We've got our second, what is it, London game this week. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. And let's start there. We'll start with the early slate. And I will start out by saying this. I don't advocate for betting on the London games. I mean, to me, I always like to call it a degenerate's paradise. You know, if you're betting on the London games, if you're getting up at 730 in the morning local time and uh, putting some serious money on the London games, I commend you. It's just not for me personally. That is kind of my table setter game of the day, right? So last week we had Jets and Atlanta. I did lean towards Atlanta, but I did not bet it. And, uh, you know, it was nice to kind of sit there, wake up in the morning, drink the coffee, and, you know, get ready for the slate ahead. And that's what I'm going to be doing with this game between the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami at 1-4, and four, certainly one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL this season. Uh, Tua Bailoa, the young quarterback, potential return to the gridiron this Sunday. I know he was taken off injury reserved earlier this week, but if it's not Tua under center for the Miami Dolphins, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, so we'll keep an eye on that one. But again, 1-4 Miami are, uh, the Dolphins are, excuse me, and Jacksonville still winless at 0-5. But I think a lot of people, you know, I'm actually, i got to pull up the uh, the numbers here, but a lot of people that I've been talking to around town, some people that I've seen on Twitter, even my man has said, who is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but a lot of people seem to think that maybe this could be Jacksonville's week. And, I mean, you look at the type of teams that they've played. I'm not advocating for that, but, you know, they're winless for a reason. Urban Meyer's been a disaster as their head coach. But in London, which is kind of their second home, I know Trevor Lawrence hasn't played there yet and Urban Meyer hasn't coached there yet, uh, you know, but it's definitely something that you got to keep your eye on here uh, going up against a Dolphins team that is depleted across the board. I, I mean, their defense has been playing solid, but, uh, you know, overall – the Dolphins have been, like I said, one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL this season. But look at here at some of the percentages for how that game is being bet. Uh, no surprise here, about 50-50 down the middle. The spread minus three in favor of Miami here. Uh, it's going it, to, like I said, it's an early game. Not a lot of people are going to be throwing some serious money on this one. Uh, but for the total handle on the money line, 82% 
a whopping 82% coming in on Jacksonville, which just seems completely wrong. I understand that it's Miami and Tua's hurt and it could be Brissett and going to London, but what is Jacksonville warranted to get 82% of anything right now when it comes to will they win the game? Uh, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And we've also got an over-under of 47, which is, uh, I think, a fair number. But, you know, Jacksonville's been one of those teams that's been trending in one direction. Miami's been trending in kind of a similar direction as Jacksonville. And it could be one of those ugly games, early start time with some internal clocks off for both teams. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But total handle for that one, 78% of the betters are on the over 47 for this one which is going to go down in London. But that's the first game, kind of the table setter game of the football Sunday slate. I guess you could say it's a football Friday show, but it's a football Sunday for week six. And uh, that's going down 7.30 in the morning on CBS. So to anyone that plans to wake up at the crack of dawn and watch that game, I think Asset is probably the only person that I know that's going to be doing that. Uh, I certainly commend anyone that is also throwing their hard-earned money. But we've got a really good slate to get into. Some short road favorites. Uh, I think you've got, what, Green Bay laying five in Chicago. Uh, this one isn't short, but you've got the Rams laying eight in New York. Uh, what else we got? You got Kansas City minus six and a half in Washington on Sean Taylor's retirement day. That's definitely going to be interesting. And of course, we're going to save the Denver Broncos for last. They've got a really interesting game with the Las Vegas Raiders coming up this season or excuse me, this week. And if you've been paying attention this season and you recognize what's kind of gone on the last week, uh, the Raiders have gone through a complete I don't even know what the term is to use, but that, that franchise has been flipped upside down right now. Obviously, no John Gruden on the sidelines anymore as their head coach. Uh, you had Darren Waller. You had Derek Carr kind of coming out and you know speaking on the subject manner. And I'm just very curious to see how this Raiders team might perform when we get closer to Sunday going up against the Denver Broncos because I think it can go one of two ways. One of two ways, right? I mean, this situation can cripple this team and bury them for the season or can you know maybe inspire them as weird as that sounds to start playing well i mean we're also talking about a team in the raiders that started out three and oh they've lost two consecutive games so uh that's going to be a fun one between the denver broncos as they look to get back on track against the las vegas raiders but all good stuff on the slate but the two big games that we'll get into here in the next segment are going to be the los angeles chargers traveling to baltimore to take on the ravens a battle of two four and one teams uh, in the early time slot, let alone 11 a.m. kickoff for that one, which seems a little bit odd, uh, but I have plenty of thoughts on Chargers-Ravens. Definitely probably the marquee game on the slate this uh, for week six. And then the other one that I want to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's sitting at three and two, coming home after that tough loss to the Chargers last week. Uh, and Arizona, the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL with a record of 5-0. and oh. We'll see, I think... Uh, I think uh, Cleveland might be able to push them to the brink a little bit this week. So those are the two big games that we'll keep an eye on. And we'll also have to talk a little bit about that Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. I know we're looking towards the Sunday slate, uh, but of course we've got the Monday night football game. And I, I just think that Buffalo is right now the cream of the crop in the AFC. And I'm very curious to see uh, how they perform against a team like Tennessee uh, in that situation on the road, considering what they were able to just do an arrowhead less than a week ago. So good stuff. Football Friday here on October 15th. Let's hit our first break. When we come back, we'll start diving into the nuts and bolts for Chargers Ravens and Cardinals Browns. Two big games going on in the NFL this season. And then we'll also transition over to the Denver Broncos matchup with the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. This is our Football Friday show right here on My Life Sports, presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. Back in a few minutes. What is up, football fans, and welcome on into an October 15th installment of the Football Friday Show right here on MileHighSports.com. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. Thank you guys for joining us. We've got Week 6 action 
locked and loaded, ready to go. And we're going to go ahead and start to break down all the lines, a couple of big games on the slate that we'll break down, and of course talk about that Denver Broncos game against the Las Vegas Raiders. But before we get started, as always, this Football Friday show is presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Look, we got two hats in the shop today. We got the water bottle. Uh, guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to bet with here in Colorado, you got to do yourself a favor and sign up with Superbook Sports. They're They've been known for decades on decades from what they do back in Las Vegas, but now with sports betting becoming legal across the country, you're going to see the Superbook brand begin to expand into markets like Colorado, New Jersey, and other places across the country as well. So do yourself that favor. Sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports. Great, fair lines, American odds. Uh, Jay Cornegay, their head odds maker, as you can see, featured on the Joe Sackick magazine cover here in the background as well. Uh, local guy, CSU Ram product. It's just, it is a local person sports book. If you're betting here in Colorado, do yourself a favor, sign up with Superbook Sports, and away we go. But what an interesting start to week six. Uh, last night, I really feel sorry for anybody that was playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus six, or minus seven, excuse me. Um, I know Danny Bailey, our producer here, he told me he walked in the studio today. It was a bad night, I think he said, to play the minus seven. I know there's a lot of people out there. Uh, that probably sir came to that one. And what an interesting game to kick us off here as uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win last night 28-22, to but the two-point conversion right there at the end, saving the day for a lot of Philadelphia Eagles backers. So we'll have to see how the rest of the week shakes out, but certainly kind of a tone setter there as the Buccaneers get to 5-1, and one, the Eagles now getting to 2-4 and four on the season as well. But um, a lot of action-packed stuff. We've got our second what is it, London game this week. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. And let's start there. We'll start with the early slate. And I will start out by saying this. I don't advocate for betting on the London games. I mean, to me, I always like to call it a degenerate's paradise. You know, if you're betting on the London games, if you're getting up at 7.30 in the morning local time and uh, putting some serious money on the London games, I commend you. It's just not for me personally. That is kind of my table setter game of the day, right? So last week we had Jets and Atlanta. I did lean towards Atlanta, but I did not bet it. And, uh, you know, it was nice to kind of sit there, wake up in the morning, drink the coffee and, you know, get ready for the slate ahead. And that's what I'm going to be doing with this game between the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami at one and four, certainly one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL this season. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the young quarterback, potential return to the gridiron this Sunday. I know he was taken off injury reserve earlier this week, but if it's not Tua under center for the Miami Dolphins, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. So we'll keep an eye on that one. But again, one and four Miami are, uh, the Dolphins are, excuse me, and Jacksonville still winless at 0-5. But I think a lot of people, you know, I'm actually, I got to pull up the, uh, the numbers here, but a lot of people that I've been talking to around town, some people that I've seen on Twitter, even my man has said, who is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but a lot of people seem to think that maybe... This could be Jacksonville's week. And, I mean, you look at the type of teams that they've played. I'm not advocating for that, but, you know, they're winless for a reason. Urban Meyer has been a disaster as their head coach. But in London, which is kind of their second home, I know Trevor Lawrence hasn't played there yet and Urban Meyer hasn't coached there yet. Uh, you know, but it's definitely something that you got to keep your eye on here uh, going up against a Dolphins team that is depleted across the board. I, I mean, their defense has been playing solid, but, uh, you know, overall – the Dolphins have been, like I said, one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL this season. But look at here at some of the percentages for how that game is being bet. Uh, no surprise here, about 50-50 down the middle. The spread minus three in favor of Miami here. Uh, it's gonna, it, Like I said, it's an early game. Not a lot of people are going to be throwing some serious money on this one. Uh, but for the total handle on the money line, 82%, a whopping 82% coming in on Jacksonville, which just seems completely wrong. I understand that it's Miami and Tua's hurt and it could be Brissett and going to London, but... 
what is Jacksonville warranted to get 82% of anything right now when it comes to will they win the game? Uh, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And we've also got an over-under of 47, which is, uh, I think, a fair number. But, you know, Jacksonville's been one of those teams that's been trending in one direction. Miami's been trending in kind of a similar direction as Jacksonville. And it could be one of those ugly games, early start time with some internal clocks off for both teams. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But total handle for that one, 78% of the betters are on the over 47 for this one which is going to go down in London. But that's the first game, kind of the table setter game of the football Sunday slate. I guess you could say it's a football Friday show, but it's a football Sunday for week six. And uh, that's going down 730 in the morning on CBS. So to anyone that plans to wake up at the crack of dawn and watch that game, I think Aset is probably the only person that I know that's going to be doing that. Uh, I certainly commend anyone that is also throwing their hard-earned money. But we've got a really good slate to get into. Some short road favorites. Uh, I think you've got, what, Green Bay laying five in Chicago. Uh, this one isn't short, but you've got the Rams laying eight in New York. Uh, what else we got? you got Kansas City minus six and a half in Washington on Sean Taylor's retirement day. That's definitely going to be interesting. And, of course, we're going to save the Denver Broncos for last. They've got a really interesting game with the Las Vegas Raiders coming up this season, or excuse me, this week. And if you've been paying attention this season and you recognize what's kind of gone on the last week, uh, the Raiders have gone through a complete, I don't even know what the term is to use, but that, that franchise has been flipped upside down right now. Obviously, no John Gruden on the sidelines anymore as their head coach. Uh, you had Darren Waller, you had Derek Carr kind of coming out and you know speaking on the subject matter. And I'm just very curious to see how this Raiders team might perform when we get closer to Sunday going up against the Denver Broncos because I think it can go one of two ways one of two ways right I mean this situation can cripple this team and bury them for the season or it can you know maybe inspire them as weird as that sounds to start playing well I mean we're also talking about a team in the Raiders that started out three and zero. they've lost two consecutive games so uh, that's going to be a fun one between the Denver Broncos as they look to get back on track against the Las Vegas Raiders but all good stuff on the slate but the two big games that we'll get into here in the next segment are going to be the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, a battle of two 4-1 teams uh, in the early time slot, let alone 11 a.m. kickoff for that one, which seems a little bit odd, uh, but I have plenty of thoughts on Chargers-Ravens. Definitely probably the marquee game on the slate this uh, for Week 6. And then the other one that I want to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland sitting at 3-2, coming home after that tough loss to the Chargers last week, uh, and Arizona, the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL with a record of 5-0. and We'll see. I think uh, I think uh, Cleveland might be able to push them to the brink a little bit this week. So those are the two big games that we'll keep an eye on. And we'll also have to talk a little bit about that Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. I know we're looking towards the Sunday slate, uh, but of course we've got the Monday night football game. And I, I just think that Buffalo is right now the cream of the crop in the AFC. And I'm very curious to see uh, how they perform against a team like Tennessee. Uh, in that situation on the road, considering what they were able to just do an arrowhead less than a week ago. So good stuff. Football Friday here on October 15th. Let's hit our first break. When we come back, we'll start diving into the nuts and bolts for Chargers, Ravens, and Cardinals, Browns. Two big games going on in the NFL this season, and then we'll also transition over to the Denver Broncos matchup with the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. This is our Football Friday show right here on My Life Sports, presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. Back in a few minutes. Alrighty, welcome on back to the Football Friday Show right here on My Life Sports Radio. One o'clock, which means it's almost time for us to get on out of here. But of course, we saved the best for last. And if you guys have been watching this show, I know you guys have been waiting for the takes on the Denver Broncos and their matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. So first things first, this is certainly not a traditional matchup for the Denver Broncos in regards. To, well, it is from their perspective, right? The preparation's all going to be normal. Uh, but for the Raiders, I can only imagine 
where that locker room is at, where the state of the Raiders locker room is at uh, after the state of events that occurred involving former head coach John Gruden. So that is kind of a big wild card factor uh, when it comes to looking at this game. And I think it works one of two ways for the Raiders, right? I, we've seen Darren Waller. We've seen Derek Carr come out recently and kind of show um, – you know, some expression about the situation. Clearly, they've had really close personal relationships with John Gruden, and they're not the only two players on that roster that have had close relationships with John Gruden. So you, you would think that there, there is, you could sense a little bit of pride um, from that organization that, you know, maybe they want to go out put their best foot forward. Not that they weren't before, but they really want to go out and put their best foot forward um, for their former head coach, of course, in John Gruden. So uh, the emotional factor in this game is definitely going to be one to keep an eye on, and it's one that you can't really handicap, right? I mean, it's something that you probably, you know, you, you look to the Raiders beat reporters, uh, do your own research on social media, see, you know, what the reports are saying about how the team is, you know, functioning and playing and, and how the interim coach is doing. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a big, big gut check game for the Denver Broncos. Honestly, the last two have kind of been gut check games for the Broncos. The Baltimore game was a big one, uh, but losing Teddy Bridgewater in the second half, that kind of, you know, the ship has sailed on that one. But they lose last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers in ugly fashion. I know they almost managed to come back there in the fourth quarter, uh, but garbage time. Maybe Pittsburgh takes their foot off the gas a little bit. A lot, a lot of factors uh, that, contrib that contributed to that Denver comeback there in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. But Looking at this matchup, right, you look, you have a Denver Broncos team that's lost two in a row, and you've got a Vegas Raiders team that's lost two in a row. So two teams that are kind of fight to stay away from 500, right? I mean, if these two, if one of these two, well, one of them, of course, is going to lose, but whichever team does lose this game is going to be back at 500 after starting the season 3-0. Oh, that's certainly disheartening, but I'll be honest. I am not touching this spread. While I think it's the Denver Broncos game to lose, we've seen it balloon up a little bit to Denver minus 4, opened up Denver minus 3, minus 3.5. Uh, to start the week, I just can't trust Denver's offense right now to cover a spread like this. Uh, you're still looking at an offense that's trying to find itself under Pat Shermer. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, did not look the best last week. Obviously, no Jerry Judy, no KJ Hamler. That's going to inhibit, uh, you know, the type of play calls that they can use. And, you know, you still got guys like Kendall Hinton, you know, that you're kind of relying on. You know, you're bringing in some guys from other teams, John Brown, who they brought in before. Um, you know, so it's it's certainly not the uh, the highest functioning offense right now uh, for the Denver Broncos. So I am staying away from the point spread entirely. I think it's Denver's game to win, or excuse me, Denver's game to lose. But um, I'm not going to touch that one against the spread. I mean, maybe I do consider. I'll probably throw them in a money line parlay this weekend um, with the against the Raiders. But I mean, when it comes to trying to play this thing um, against the spread, I'm probably not going to do it. They're actually minus 195 is what I'm seeing right now on that money line. So maybe if Denver gets down, but not a lot of value there to play them just straight up to win. Uh, but the one thing that I do like in this game is the under. And if you've read the primers, if you know me personally, if you've listened to the radio show, uh, you know that I have been harping on the unders both in the first half and for the full game for the Denver Broncos this season. I believe uh, last week I actually went with the over, though. It was low-hanging fruit of 39.5. We cashed that one. I'm going back to the well, back to my roots with the under. They've set it at 44 for this one, but get a load of some of these trends. I'm a big trend chaser with some of this stuff. And maybe it comes back to bite me, but, I mean, some of this stuff goes back a long, long time. On the Raiders' side of things, get this, under. In the last 16 games that the Raiders have played in Week 6, the under has cashed 15 times. So one time in the last... 16 week six games the over is cashed in which the Raiders have played in I'm gonna go ahead and chase that trend for sure I do like the I just think 44 as well for a team in in the Raiders 
We don't know where their head's at. We don't know where Derek Carr is going to be at. The Broncos' defense needs to play better. And on the flip side, you got a Broncos' offense down two top receivers. And, and, you know, it's kind of a little cast of characters there to kind of make up the parts along the way. So uh, I'm definitely looking at the under here. A couple more trends here that shade towards the under. 5-0 uh, and oh the under is in the Broncos' last five games that have also come in Week 6. Uh, under 5-1 and one in the Broncos' last six versus a team with a winning record. Uh, under 4-1 and one in the Broncos' last five games overall. Again, if you've been reading the primer, you've been cashing along the way with that one. And the under, 4-1 and one in the Broncos' last five games, the home favorite. So, um, look, 44 is not the biggest number in the world, but I just think I tend to think that this Broncos offense is still developing. And I would much rather bet on this offense to look like a developing offense than to look like one that's ready to take off week after week, which it kind of looked like at times they were priming to do um, through the first three weeks, but they've kind of come back down to earth here uh, throughout the last three. So this is a really interesting game. And the Broncos, of course, going to be on a short week next week going to Cleveland and take on the Browns, which is going to be a tough one. Uh, this is a game the Broncos have got to win because, I mean, let's be honest here. They're, the game against Cleveland is no gimme, right? I mean, the odds are going to be stacked against them for sure. Uh, looking ahead, what do you think Denver's going to be there? Plus five and a half? Certainly a little bit more than that. Maybe, no, I don't think it'll get to a touchdown, but that'll be an interesting one. But I think looking ahead on the schedule too, knowing what the noise was around Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, the coaching staff, uh, this is a big-time game for the Denver Broncos. And at the end of the day, we're talking about a Broncos team that is in a more, much more stable place than this Las Vegas Raiders squad. So uh, Vic Fangio's been the head coach all year. Uh, not a lot of craziness outside of the traditional injury stuff for the Broncos. Mike Shanahan going into the hall to their Ring of Fame this weekend as well. That's massive. He used to coach the Raiders, of course. Uh, so there's a little extra juice for the Broncos to kind of come out and you know stomp on the Raiders a little bit. And like I said, I think this is the Broncos game all the way. I'm not touching the point spread because I do not trust their offense, but I do like the under of 44. We'll have to see how it shakes out. I'll be betting that one on Superbook Sports for sure. So good stuff, man. I think this is uh, it's an interesting week. I know last week's lines were a little little up and down, but I mean some other things just at first glance. Oh, I don't remember what it is, but I think like Green Bay, they play Chicago this week. Green Bay in like the last 21 games or so, like 17 and four against the spread in Chicago. Um, I want to try to give Chicago the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just not going to do it. Uh, the one double-digit spread on the weekend that I've also got my eye on here is the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Indy laying 10 at home in this one in what has probably been the worst division in football so far. Davis Mills for the Texans did not look all that bad against the Patriots last week, and I'm just not sure in what world any team should be favored by 10, or I, I don't know in what world the Colts should be favored against any team by 10 points or more. So uh, I, I'm not feeling confident whatsoever in Houston but I'm looking at that line and I'm like that one looks a little funky and then another one too is Kansas City they're going to take on the Washington football team uh, minus six and a half of course in favor of Kansas City this is a game they're going to win the question is they're going to cover I'm not sure but a really exciting week six NFL slate and uh, we'll have full game-by-game -game coverage of that slate online at MyLifeSports.com. Also, an archived version of this show, as well as this show available in podcast form in the MyLifeSports.com primer. So, good stuff. Just to recap, we went over the three big games. The Chargers and the Ravens, really exciting one in the 11 a.m. time slot. The Cardinals and the Browns, an exciting one in the afternoon. And then you've got your Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders with the Broncos favored by four. And we've got an over-under of 44. I'm leaning towards the under for that one. So, good stuff. 
I think we're uh, going to go ahead and put a bow on it now. That's going to do it for us on this week six installment of the Football Friday Show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you're looking for a place to sign up with, you're looking for a place to get your bets in in Colorado, look no further, guys. A Las Vegas-based sports book with extreme solid Colorado connections. Their head odds, head odds maker has ties here. Their marketing department has ties here. Their content department has ties here. Uh, if you want a localized experience when it comes to sports betting in Colorado, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports, and they're going to hook you up with a first-time deposit offer, $500 deposit match, dollar for dollar. All right, that is going to do it for me. I am your host, Anilo Piro. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. Another Football Friday in the books. Andrew, great job pushing all the right buttons, and we'll talk to you guys next week.